0: We you know about C vertical, but do you know about these circles? They mm-hmm. have 60 degrees. Radius, the diameter, and the tangent properties. <laughs> Formula for area is pi r squared. Have you ever used pi for area? I don't think you have before. And if you have, I suggest you use the TI-84. Pi is about 3.14, but it doesn't end there. You can take a 50 more digits if you have the time to spare. 3.14159265358. Divide the circumference by diameter, then you can calculate. While circles are similar, some are even congruent. I'll explain to you this property, but my rhyme must stay fluent. A semicircle, of the circle's half. The circumference divided by two. Then you do the math. It's just me and you, and getting out with the shoes around this building because it's blue. If Z equals circumference, and Z equals diameter, then Z equals pi times Z, and then you get parameter. Perpendicular bisector cuts a circle in half into two equal parts, then you do them back.
1: Well, you know, the hoaxing and the debunking is nothing more than a distraction. And where do they even come up with the idea? Hello, the real crop circles.
2: Okay, guys, welcome back to the Grimerica show. We're going to be talking with Patty Greer a little bit later, talking uh, crop circles and a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh, it's a fun chat. You guys should enjoy it. Uh, but first, as always, the Gabby Graff laugh.
3: Gabby, eh? Thanks, yeah. buddy.
2: You know what's fucking hilarious? I wish hilarious? I was Gabby. When I type G A D J into my into Google, G-A-D-J. it comes up with G adjectives to describe a person. Oh, perfect! Yeah, my phone knows me so well; it knows what what I'm up to.
3: I thought it would have been. I thought it was going to come up with a crazy DJ like G A D J. What? A DJ like a DJ name? God,
2: like Lady Gaga?
3: Yeah. So I'm doing okay, Ben, but I forgot my power cord and my laptop's toast, so uh, bear with me as I do all of this
2: shit off my iPhone. So that should make you faster. Because yeah. your iPhone's an apple. Yeah, no it won't. No. You're gonna fucking sabotage the show just so you can prove your PC point. Yeah, exactly. I can see it already. Pretty common. So you how's Vancouver?
3: That's great. Beautiful, yeah. sunny, beautiful.
2: Nice and in here? Uh yeah. No rain? On the way
3: there and the way back, yeah, but not there.
2: Speeding tickets? No speeding tickets, no. I bet you there's a photo radar. No. At least one. No.
3: No, they changed the speed limit on the Cocahalla to 120 kilometers an hour. What? Yeah. Like 120 the whole way. So basically, I wasn't the fastest car on the road for once. People
2: were actually passing me. That means you can get away with doing buck 40. I
3: know. Sweet.
2: That must be the highest in Canada now.
3: Right? I, it must be, because Ontario sucks for speed
2: limits. Well, Southern Ontario is bad. Like the 401, I think, was always 100, but I haven't been down there in 10 what? or 15 years. But the 401 is fucking wall to wall.
3: But it's, it, just, it, just, it was good because they finally realized people are driving fast anyways. You're not going to be able to slow them down.
2: Speed them up.
3: <laughs> so just let them go.
2: And speed them up.
3: And it's better because you get to your destination quicker. There's less cars in the road.
2: Exactly, because half of them are in the ditch driving too fast.
3: oh it's not speed that kills, buddy. It's undue care and attention. Come on, I'm serious. Aren't you more? Aren't you more into your drive when you're driving fast? This is the whole thing about the autobahn in Germany, all right? When, when you're I'm driving, a, when like,
2: I'm in a car, yes. When I'm on a bike, no. What do you mean? Well, when I'm in a car, I like to drive fast. No, I don't speed anymore, though. I just can't afford it. And now that I got kids in the back, I just 10 over the speed limit, maybe 20 if I'm doing a long haul. Yeah. But anyway, we were playing much Oculus in your absence. Oh,
3: right. Some VR. How was it?
2: Uh, Pretty good. We played till about four in the morning the first night, and then I didn't play much the next day. I was pretty hungover and fucking kind of, you know, I'd played a lot the night before.
3: Are you feeling sick at all or woozy?
2: No, I had a headache. I, they could, I can't blame Oculus. Could have been the booze. Could have been the booze. But we had a good time. We downloaded probably 40 demos. Played one, this Vanguard one, you fucking fly through space and you like aim by looking. And It yeah, almost like cool. you could almost equate it to if you were like fucking skydiving, but before you pull your chute and you're still in like really? space first mode and how you'd probably just kind of tilt your head to stream around. It was sort of like that. It was really cool. That was the funnest one I played. And in a better roller coaster one, we found that the head action actually worked.
3: So did you get as as sick? Like, did it, because I heard that sometimes it's the bad ones that make you sick.
2: No, I felt good this time. Like I say, I felt kind of rough the next day. I know it's good, like, I, I don't think, like, I, if I had one, I couldn't, I wouldn't just play it by myself. You know what I mean? It's one of those things you want to do and there's a couple people over because I don't want to just play that shit solid.
3: Well, I would go to my favorite place in nature in my little sanctuary and meditate, though, on by myself.
2: With your Oculus? Yeah. Why don't you just enjoy the real nature?
3: Well, because you're not always available for the real nature.
2: Well, yeah, that's fine. But I mean playing games and shit. Yeah. Like, well, it's a good thing to be able to... I think it's a good thing to be able to do it for 20 minutes or whatever your turn is and then your body goes for 20 minutes. Right
3: did and you actually stay time. in submersed for that long or immersed i guess
2: no i don't think we did more than probably 10 minutes for
3: each like at a time
2: yeah and then you take waiting for two or three other people and that was a good mix i think cuz when you first get out you're you're a little fucking wound up you know what i mean it's like hard, it's pretty extreme on your senses
3: yeah your heart's beating so did how were the graphics like they were they like 1080 dp or yeah whatever? well
2: some of them were with scoob's with scoob's computer it was pretty good
3: So it all depended on the game, though, too,
2: right? Yeah. Some games are better than others. Well,
3: I'm looking forward to trying that a little bit. I mean, not being a gamer. Like, I'm not a gamer. So I
2: just. Some of the demos aren't really games. Right. And some are. Yeah. Hit and miss, but it'd definitely be worth. Oh, yeah. When you're like scuba diving, there's one where you're like just roaming around in the ocean. That's pretty cool. They're not. It doesn't seem like there's any real point to it. You're just
3: these all sound like
2: demos kind of right yeah yeah and you got the headphones on with the sound effects and it's pretty pretty neat stuff
3: my sister's game uh there that uh you know how we had danny on that one yeah. time
2: any younger uh,
3: yeah the gallery six elements they won a, a an award for sound uh yeah for sound at an awards thing
2: yeah so that plays a big role well scoops offered to bring his computer by this weekend too if you want to tweet yeah let's try, try it out buddy Maybe we could do it, uh, get a couple of people to try it out from the party and film their reactions. She's sure. Lisa fucking freaked out. Did she? Yeah, Scoob's old lady did too. I, I'll actually show you the video of Scoob the first time. He's just like, whoa. <laughs> like Scoob was in his fucking glory, dude. Like you should have seen how fucking disappointed he was on Saturday night when it didn't look like it was going to work. Wow. And then at, like, the final hour, some guy let us go to his house at, like, fucking 9.30 at night on Saturday to buy this buy fucking a monitor? $30 monitor was the only thing holding us back. Hmm. And then he was just a kid in a fucking candy store. And it's good, because his interest, he just kind of deals with it. You know, you don't have to do all that pain in the ass trying to set it up and fucking get the settings for a while, he was so committed. The fucking computer screen, he had was... Because remember how the Oculus was flipped sideways and we had to fuck around with the... Uh, the, the settings, yeah. yeah. So he fucking... When he got the Oculus straight, he just stopped there. He didn't even bother to fucking recalibrate the screen he was working on. <laughs> so when he was switching games and downloading different things, he was fucking oh, head probably, sideways.
3: That was probably easier to use it that way, in a way. Because the other one was kind of... Too big for the for
2: the viewing screen. Yeah, and then he just, uh, yeah, it was good. Scoop kind of around the show and just he had shit ready to go. You threw it on him. Wow.
3: Right on, buddy. Yeah, I can't wait.
2: It's good times. Yeah. yeah no, just, nobody's fucking seized out or anything like yeah. that.
3: No uh, premature VR deaths at all?
2: No, no. nothing seemed too crazy. Good, good, It is hard on the eyes. That's about the, the only mm. thing. And maybe you'd get used to that. I don't know. Yeah, maybe.
0: Say, UFO quote of
3: the week. Well, it's time for Graham's Profound UFO Quote of the Week.
2: Um, the jingle kind of says that.
3: But people might not hear it. And for the first while, I'd like to just explain that that's the first, UFO Quote of the it's Week.
2: It's been like eight months.
3: Can I do two? Because I have uh, two short ones here.
2: <sighs> okay.
3: Okay. So... Major Gerald Smith From the USAF Which is the United States Air Force One of the F-106 Pilots scrambled under orders from NORAD, that's the North American Air Defense Command To investigate a UFO over West Palm Beach, Florida on September you, Wait,
2: whoa, 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 what's NORAD?
3: North American Air Defense Command
2: Is it NORAD, N-O-R-A-D? Yeah So when, since when does American, what is it?
3: Uh, I don't know. It's North American Air Defense Command, it says here.
2: So shouldn't that be NORAD?
3: North American. Yeah, I don't know how it works. I don't know what the real thing is, but... That must be the shortened version of what the... What it stands for. You don't have to explain what NORAD is, do I? I don't know. Alright, so... They were called to investigate a UFO over West Palm Beach, Florida on September 14th, 1972. The UFO was viewed through binoculars by the FAA supervisor, George Morales, sighted by an Eastern Airlines captain, police, and several civilians, as well as being tracked on radar by Miami International Airport and Homestead Air Force Base. Homestead. Yeah. My mom's calling. Hang on. See, this is the problem. It was 1972, September 14th. Okay, next one. I was the pilot of the plane. Did you ignore your mom? Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Sorry, Mom. Close the voicemail. I was the pilot of the plane when we saw the UFO. Also on board were Governor Reagan and a couple of his security people. We were flying a Cessna Citation. It was maybe 9 or 10 o'clock at night. We were near Bakersfield, California, when Governor Reagan and the others called my attention to a big light flying a bit behind my plane. It appeared to be several hundred yards away. That was
2: good. <laughs> Whoops. We need a longer jingle.
3: It was fairly steady light until... Well, if you'd stop interrupting me, we would make it through okay.
2: Maybe you should only do one from now on. <sighs>
3: It appeared to be several hundred yards away, and it was fairly steady light until it began to accelerate. Then it appeared to elongate. Then the light took off. It went up a 45-degree angle at a high rate of speed. Everyone on the plane was surprised. Governor Reagan expressed amazement. I told the others, I don't know what it was. The UFO went from a normal cruise speed to a fantastic speed instantly. If you give an airplane power, it will accelerate but not like a hot rod, and that's what this was like. That's from Bull Painter, a pilot with thousands of logged hours in Sacramento, California. Nice.
2: Yeah, good one. Man. What's the year? I don't think they said. I still can't believe you ignored your mom, man. They They didn't
3: say what year it was.
2: Bull. That's a fucking name.
3: Bull. Bull Painter.
2: Bull. Like, remember Bull from Night? Night court, yeah, that was a classic.
3: Mm-hmm. So I got a little bit of uh,
2: spam. Sweet, I was like a little spam.
0: <laughs> you don't say ham, you say spam. You don't say ham, you say spam. spam, spam, spam. Him.
2: Say him. Fish it out, homie. Oh,
3: I don't know if I should. It's a personal tripping LSD slash mushroom experience.
2: Boom, just don't use real names.
3: All right, so
2: so one of our listeners People says... People know what they're getting into when they send spam.
3: I sent her an MU episode because uh, I was reading her email about tripping on mushrooms and LSD, and um, MU, is just, I was just listening to uh, them talking about all that research being done into uh, healing... Through psycho... Active. Through, like, talk therapy and and doing MDMA and LSD and stuff at the same time. So, anyways, she goes, whoa, that was a cool episode. I've never listened to that show before, but I was chatting with my friend the other day about your episode where Darren tripped on set. That night, I ate another dose of LSD. Did you know that if you've done five hits of LSD in your lifetime, you're considered legally insane? (laughs) Not sure 100% about those numbers, but he was thinking she was thinking how cool it would be for you, Darren, to do LSD on set. It's much easier to describe the euphoric feelings slash visual clarity oneness. Just a thought though, it gets pretty real. I'm sure you could go super deep into some topics. It can be a little more intense at times though. She said she had another random thought. I was tripping with my two good friends and we ate half-eighth of magic mushrooms and ate half of a hit of LSD. The two were amazing together, truly. Shit was getting deep in our peaking stage and we started talking about aliens, about how maybe they're with us more than we know. And if they're higher, higher beings with higher power, who says they don't have the capability of being invisible to humans? During the conversation, the room felt a lot darker all of a sudden and we all kind of looked at each other and said, what the fuck is happening? And then we accepted their ideal presence and assured ourselves that they had no business fucking with us. Ha ha It was just a deep and strange alien moment. And then she asked what my personal... Personal... Personal? (laughs) My personal
2: (laughs) thoughts are about aliens. Please tell us.
3: I agree. They can make themselves invisible. So... Can you get this, that same that same person says, Grandma, I have a sighting story to share with you. I was riding in the car the other day with two other people and it was about five or six o'clock PM. Straight up ahead in the sky was what looked like a small piece of cloud. It was roundish and relatively small. There was nothing in the sky, but this small white blob. It was the only, I was the only one who noticed it at first. It wasn't even moving like anything like a cloud. I pointed out to the others and asked what they thought it could be. We kept driving and it stayed in the same exact spot, just floating. Only a few minutes went by and as we were watching it in clear daylight, it vanished into thin air. It was like a sheet was draped over it. It was there, then it wasn't. And we watched it the whole time. Just thought I'd share that with you also listening to your yoga stories. Keep it up. It's a great way to create and the best part is you'll never stop growing through yoga. Hope all is well, you guys crack me up. Thanks, Holiday. Okay, stop nice. juking to the music. What do you got next?
2: Yeah. I don't think I'll do acid of podcast.
3: I know, I, I kinda mentioned that in an email to yeah, I don't think you're into the uh,
2: that. Uh, oh I did had my heyday.
3: Is that why? Is it is it a, like a like you when you eat something and you get sick on it, you don't want to ever eat it again? Is it kinda like that?
2: Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> could be that. <laughs> and it could be, you know it's just a little i don't know in my mind acid is a little riskier
3: really yeah because it's man made
2: exactly take out if you know i'm more of a fucking home naturalist growing. yeah exactly if it grows i'll eat it oh okay so it's not poisonous
3: yeah i don't know hmm. so uh, you must have sent out a tweet asking for feedback or something because you got lots of little feedback we want to thank everybody for their positive feedback to darren's uh did you ask people for it? Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. Always good to get feedback. We got some good suggestions, so we like to implement that stuff. Yep. Yeah. Definitely. That's how we try and get better around here. You guys tell us what, what we're doing wrong and what we're doing right.
3: Something must be working because we got a huge spike in listeners last weekend, or just yesterday, really.
2: Yeah. So that's encouraging. So... So that's, I f- I figure the best method is the word of mouth method. So, yeah. When all your friends get their I- iOS 8 with their new podcast app. Make sure you point them in our direction.
3: Yep. Speaking of that, though, we do need help to keep the show going. We don't, uh, we don't do this to make money. And, uh, we could use donations, subscriptions, contributions of any sort to help pay our monthly expenses. So, uh, you can sign up for the Money Bomb. And Darren, if you subscribe, Darren will give you a grammar email address. And the Money Bomb is like a 50-50 draw. We like to try and, uh, you know, get that thing moving. this, the way that uh, Greg Carward from THC started up, it's kind of like a concept.
2: Yep. So, yeah, if you contact <laughs> me, I mean, some people, some of our subscribers don't ask. I mean, you don't need to get an email just if you don't want one. If you want one, just shoot me an email. Yeah, yeah. I'll set it up for you. Emails will be down until, and we won't be setting up any new ones until we finish our move over to DreamHost.
3: Right. So but, but either way, we're, we're still trying the money bomb thing. Right? We're going to give a uh, gift back 50, uh, 50% of our donations to a listener.
2: Yeah, exactly. So the more subscribers we get, the more we get to, to pass the bowl around and, and dish some of it out. And,
3: are we going to do that uh, before we leave to Paradigm then? Probably not. We we, sh- we should probably try.
2: We're not quite there yet.
3: All right. So we're leaving to Paradigm in a week. A week. A week yeah. and a day. And it looks like we might play a bigger role there than we thought. We might be set up there to do some live oh, I- live interviews. <clears throat> if we can, maybe live on Mixler while we're there. But if not, definitely uh, recorded and, and released at a later date.
2: Yeah, so hopefully we'll be able to extend our reach into the speaker pool uh, a lot farther than we than we anticipated. So that's a bonus. One week, we'll sell some
3: T-shirts there. We got we got a bunch of T-shirts made.
2: First batch, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. And I guess maybe if we have any left over, we'll uh, we can maybe say something next show. And
3: I'd like to apologize to Red Pill Junkie because the Red Pill didn't make it on the shirt. It was just too. Too uh, too difficult at this time for the first batch.
2: And it was three. Sorry. Yeah, what well, was it? An extra three bucks a shirt. Yeah, to get the red pill on.
3: Yeah, sorry, red. That's gonna have to wait next till the next time.
2: batch. Yeah, when we get a few more subscribers, <laughs> we'll get our red pill on there.
3: <laughs> I was gonna.
2: <clears throat> Is you okay over there? Getting this fucking cold. That's so I'm worried. I was hoping it would just hit, so I don't get it next week. No, it's already been through my whole fucking family. Both my daughters and my wife got it.
3: Did you do the oregano oil? On the oregano oil and the echinacea and stuff.
2: Just oregano oil. Are buddy. you
3: are you backing your system up with some uh, with some uh, healthy flora and some bio bio? What do they call that stuff? Fuck, I can't. Really, I can't believe I just you mean heard like it. weed. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I just okay, do I got, the some, oil. I got some. I got some extra stuff. If you do too much of the oregano, oil, you need to replace your good bacteria.
2: I do the oregano oil right in my mouth now. No way. Fuck yeah, that's buddy. hot, man. Fuck yeah, love that shit.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, seriously, you need some of that. Uh, that stuff.
2: Why can't I think of it now? We'll bring it to work tomorrow. I've got it at work. There you go. Yeah, beauty.
3: Right on, man. So that's paradigm. Oh. No, we should mention that, right? October 2nd to 5th in Minneapolis.
2: Yeah, I think they're already sold out of biggest tickets, but I think they still got some big tickets left. So yeah, it's quite a lineup. Check it out at uh, paradigmsymposium.com and it'll have all the details there. Yeah. In St. Paul, Minnesota. Like Graham said, we'll be there selling T-shirts and such. Other than that, I think that should about do it. I mean... Money Bomb, review the show where you can. We've got a few new reviews. We've got a big thanks, big shout out to Mark, our newest subscriber. Yep. Um, so we'd like to keep those coming. Uh, tell your friends about the show, review the show wherever you can. Uh, do you want to maybe fill us in on Patty Greer a little bit before we jump into Oh, our yeah.
3: Well, Patty Greer's made a bunch of documentaries on crop circles, and she's getting kind of more into, uh, I think one of the latest ones was The Ship is Hit the Fan. And, uh, shift, I think so. Yeah. And anyways, uh, fascinating stuff, but it's getting more into the kind of the new earth movement too. And and that type of thing, which is pretty cool. Raising the consciousness of everybody. And, but yeah, her story's cool of how she, how she got into making these crop circles. And of course it's filled with, uh, you know, there's, there's uh there is a reality to this. They're not just all hoaxed by Doug and Dave in England. You know, there are some genuine ones. So it's, uh, yeah, man, it's a topic we've wanted to address, or I've wanted to address in a
2: long time, so... Who's Doug and Dave?
3: They're living in a barn. Doug and Dave is the mainstream go-to to two guys that admitted hoaxing a circle way back in the early 90s, so everybody goes to Doug and Dave.
2: Yeah, well, I was like fucking eight Dave in the early Doug... 90s, so take it easy on me.
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs>
2: All right, I good. keep forgetting
3: how young you are.
2: Enjoy the... Uh the interview with Patty Greer and uh we'll uh we'll see you on the other side Okay guys, uh, tonight in great America we're going to be talking some crop circles, finally. This is another uh, first, that it surprised it took us over a year to talk crop circles, it took us over a year to talk Bigfoot, but uh, we're going to finally do it. Uh, but first, how's it going tonight buddy, nice shirt. Thanks
3: buddy, got my little Grand America t-shirt on. Like Darren was saying, we're going to be talking crop circles tonight, we've got uh, Patty Greer here. I think this is one of the most underrated modern mysteries and it kind of gets the... Uh, the bums rush this, this mystery. Uh, we've got Patty Greer here. Who's a crop circle documentarian. And lately she's been making document document, uh,
2: documentarian. Yeah. Is that a word?
3: (laughs) I think so. It is. (laughs) She's been making documentaries about other stuff too. Her latest being the shift, has hit the fan. That was a great uh, show. I just watched it on the weekend. And Patty's been presenting at uh, some UFO conferences and stuff like that. And she's also uh, is the facilitator of the New Earth Nation Crop Circle Academy. So we're going to be talking to her about all this kind of stuff and what's new. uh, When we called her tonight, she was editing. So I'm looking forward to hearing what she's been editing. I'm sure she's uh, into all kinds of stuff. She's had her own Crazy experiences in the middle of these genuine circles, and we can't wait to chat about it. So, welcome to the show, Patty.
1: Thank you so much. It's nice to meet you both, and hello, everybody out there in Wonderland.
3: <laughs> yes. So, uh, where do we start? What's new with you and your and your um, your documentaries? Are you still working on the crop circle type stuff, or?
1: Absolutely. You know, I think you said one of my favorite openings for a show that I've ever heard, which is that crop circles are one of the most under talked about public, amazing moments that's happening on the planet still today. And for hundreds of years, if not thousands. Right. I totally and they're so agree. well hidden, so well hidden that it's like blatantly obvious. Yo, we're hiding something.
3: <laughs> yeah. I even uh I even heard the other day on a or I saw it on a on a mainstream sort of uh website that has a lot of pictures of all these kinds of things and they said it was kinda like proving uh they had a little segment on like hoaxes or proving like myths or hoaxes and stuff like that and they had uh this beautiful crop circle and then they had oh, no, sorry, it was a guy they still use the meme of like, oh, it's this guy using a plank in, in England kind of thing and it's just like, Oh, come on, you're still Still, you know, on that whole that whole thing, it's frustrating.
1: Well, you know, the hoaxing and the debunking is nothing more than a distraction. And where did they even come up with the idea? Hello, the real crop circles that have been happening since the 1776, I think, was the first documented crop circle. And they've been documenting them through history ever since. Um, but the the level that the media has gone to hide the subject and bring in those two old guys, Doug and Dave for like 20 years, (laughs) ignoring the fact that, okay, even if these two guys did make three in England last night, one to two to four acres each and one in Italy and two in France, one in Mexico, one in China, two in Argentina and one in, you know, come on these guys, if it was them, How cool is that? But then they're traveling at the speed of light to do it. So what's the diff?
3: Yeah. So the main thing, I mean, I'm sure people ask is what, why, why are they going to such a, is it just the war on consciousness again? Like we always talk about in grammarica, or do you think there's any other reasons why they're just ignoring this mystery in plain sight?
1: Oh, they're not ignoring it. They're very, very clearly shoving it under the rug with all their might. And, You know, we're at a time in history that I think will be famously known as the worst corruption in all human history right now that we are living in. And I think we're at the end of it, really, um, because it just can't last with the Internet. There's too many radio shows like yours that are going, yo, America, wake up. And people are listening. And then they tell their friends and they start listening and they talk about the story they heard last night. And the word is getting out. The planet is evolving. Oh no, it's true. Yeah,
3: oh, well, it's good to hear that. I mean, that's kind of what we think too, and we're glad to be a part. Wonder of if it.
2: we're a part of the, evol- the Earth's well, evolution. Of course we are. Maybe. Of
1: course we are. We're,
2: we're probably we're probably walking the line right now, or deciding whether it's going to keep us around or just shake us off. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, if you're still eating at McDon- Mc anything and drinking diet cola anything then you are walking the line. But short of that, if you're being really careful about everything you put in your mouth and everything that comes out that we say now, then we're not walking the line. You know, it's about walking the talk. And speaking of talk, let's talk about what crop circles really are. Sure. Okay, because a lot of your listeners maybe haven't even seen the gorgeous photos of them. And if you're listening, then you're sitting at your Internet, pop up the word crop circles. Actually, pop up the word patty. Crop circles, and you'll find my website and photos all over the place of beautiful, beautiful crop circles. And what they are are these messages left in fields that are acres of wheat perfectly laid down, swirled in one huge movement, usually, by balls of light. And we have footage of it happening. I have two different footages of it now happening that. I believe are true Uh and from the strange things that have happened to me, I know they're true, but I don't want to shove that down anybody's throat. I'm doing a presentation in Denver tomorrow night for the paranormal research forum. If any of your listeners are in Colorado, it's PRF paranormal research forum. What I did was this year, um, I started doing a lot of public speaking and I got on Valentine's day to talk about crop circles my beloved, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, for the International UFO Congress Convention in America.
3: Oh, I missed it this year. I was there last year, but...
1: Oh, well, then we've met.
3: No, I was there in 2013, so I'm, I missed it this year.
1: I don't miss a year since oh. my first time going, and oh, I won. Oh, so, yeah,
3: maybe we did then, yeah.
1: I'm sure we did. Okay, got to light up the uh, the visuals now to see who you are. <laughs> <laughs> So I won three EB Awards at the International UFO Congress uh, Film Festival, which was really, really uh, wonderful confirmation for me to be doing the work um, and having the people appreciate it that much who really know more than most what's going on. And again, it's like the crop circles and the hoaxers. They are there just for disinformation. They are there for nothing more than distraction. Yeah. That's all they are. They're like clutter. You know, they're clutter, they're filler. (laughs) They're just in the way. And who's paying them to do it? Somebody's paying them to do it to confuse the world so that when they pay their minions to go over there and create human crop circles that are beautiful, then they can use those guys tomorrow to go on the news and say, hey, yeah, we made it, so go home, go back to sleep. And that's what's been happening for the last few decades. But too many people have seen the balls of light And they are the ones making these crop circles. Mm. So for all these talks that I've done, um, I only talk about like the etheric aspects, the physical aspects. I don't know science. I don't know the mathematical or scientific uh, aspects, which is the physical proof and how they discuss it scientifically. For me, because I go lay in crop circles, I've been in more than 100 of them. It's about what it feels like. What it does to me, and and what it's like, even walking into one where you, the hair goes stands up on your arm, chills head to toe, tingles on the top of your head. It is so electrified with it's it's just awesome.
3: Yeah, and there's enough other people doing the science, right? You don't have to pretend that you uh, you know you're you're doing the science yourself, right? There's enough of of um, evidence out there now. I believe. I s-
1: there is, but the coolest thing is that when I spoke three weeks ago in Michigan, a man came up to me and said there 's somebody you need to meet and he took me off of the facility that I was at, which has got this huge pyramid actually hooked up to the grid um, it 's a real pyramid in America, and he took me to this to meet this woman who, after we took ten minutes you know figuring out who each other was. She opens one of her seven books and spins the photos, and I saw these crop circle um, proof. The crop circles are real, is where you look at the wheat, and you can see where it bends. It's been burned from the inside and stretched, and a bubble pops out. It doesn't look like normal wheat bending. Mm -hmm. When humans make crop circles, all the wheat is broken where the bend is, all of it, especially every three feet. They lift the board up. They plop it back down. I mean, even oh. from the air, you can recognize human-made crop circles typically. When you get in them, if the hair doesn't stand up on your arm, that's my first clue because I go for how does it feel? I'm very sensitive that way. Right. And that's what I love about it is how it feels.
3: So we know, so we know there's lots of of genuine circles out there, but there's also lots of fairly nice looking man-made ones. And that was going to be one of my questions is you Is can, the
2: alien smoking the doobie a real one or a man-made That's
3: a man-made one probably. And it's not a doobie, it's a pipe.
2: Peace pipe.
1: You know, I wondered about that and I saw it on a very respectable site that usually only shows real ones. And I remember my reaction was, really?
2: <laughs> yeah,
3: exactly.
1: <laughs> but you know, when we look at the messages in general really is actually they're giving us a lot of warnings and a lot of information and most of what i'm finding now actually is about advanced technologies mm-hmm. and propulsion you take 80% of the crop circle images that have sacred geometry which means hold the middle and spin it and it's the same all the way around okay. almost yeah when you start spinning the crop circles it's like whoa take off so Two weeks before I spoke at the International UFO Congress Convention, I was awakened. This is how they communicate. Most people that are contactees, we all get hit at 3 a.m. Wake up. Here's the information. You know, and you're like, oh, God, let me sleep. But they don't. So I heard that they were talking. This is why I wrote you. And I said, how advanced is your audience? And you said, most people know what's going on because I'm just going to tell it like it is. Okay. Sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So two weeks before I spoke at the event, they said, speak in crop circles. Don't do a lot of chattering. Show them tons and tons of our photos, our messages. So it was really cool. Starting at 5, bang, I was like a banshee. Ten hours later, I had 321 photos loaded into a PowerPoint presentation. And what I realized is that using all the images of crop circles as a buffet, you know, like looking at that many when I went, Oh my God, look how many of them are a 3d pattern. And I put all those, you know, in a group and they were just astounding where you're flying over or you send your drone over, which I did this year. Woo. Right um, and, <laughs> <laughs> no, and, and, uh, looking down on the formation, if you stare at it ever so slightly, you can see the intention is clearly 3D cube. Okay. Or this one is clearly a 3D. I mean, stunning. And so for this presentation, um, I didn't show two. I showed 15. And when you see 15 different crop circles that are just incredible 3D presentation, and it doesn't take you very long to see it, it's, it's pretty impressive to realize that that's flat wheat or flat barley, or flat, huge, thick stalks of corn, or big, hollow uh, stalks of canola. That's probably the most impressive for them to bend 10,000 or 100,000 of them in perfect formation and sacred geometry, because these things, you can't physically bend one without it breaking. Right. And if you ran boards and ropes over it, you would also shred the delicate surface of the canola uh, rapeseed stalk going up they're just too delicate it would be very visible and these things I mean acres laid in canola it's they're so tall I keep hearing because uh, I'm editing the stuff that I did this summer the filming and I'm uh, transcribing which I is like really disciplined, every single word they say. And I'm just stunned by the intelligence of all the people over there that go in crop circles year after year after year. It's like they don't waste time. This so, you know?
3: So um, if, if if there's people that aren't quite as sensitive as you, like if I was to walk in a crop circle, do you think I could tell the difference between a, a hoaxed one and a and a genuine one?
1: Many can, many can't. Visibly of course you can see broken bend. Right. Or bubble, stretch, burned. I mean, these, these blown nodes are incredible to look at. And so I have 12 images of the blown nodes. I mean, it's like when you see enough of them, it's really convincing. And this is why they said, speak in crop circles. And the reason I'm talking about a talk I did a while ago isn't because it's about the UFO Congress. It's about the fact of when people look at the images, you get it.
3: Yeah, yeah. So did you did you have to distinguish between the ones that you knew were genuine and the fake ones and leave some of those out or did, or did it not matter to you that much? I mean, we've also heard guys like Colin Andrews talk about um, the even the hoax people getting messages to do certain types of circles. So there could be messages even in the hoaxed ones. So did you did you try and discern between the two uh, to make your presentation?
1: Really, really good question. Thank you. I did not because Colin Andrews does make a really good point, which is that many of these human teams were awakened at 3 a.m. like I am, like many other people are. And they were given the formation. And then they woke up the next day, like a really smart artist and said, Oh man, do I have a great pattern? Spelled it all out, you know, on the paper. It's like, let's go do it. Laid it out. Well, you know, the math and all that. And, and I think, and again, this is just because I'm a girl and I've got a soft heart, um, that a lot of the times the circle makers are having humans do it for them to make it more gently delivered to the public, so the news can come and say, "See, it was Doug and Dave," really? but look at the but look at the picture, look at the message. Do you see what you're seeing there? Look at the picture. It really is Graham all about looking. At the, at the image of the crop circle. And there's so much information in so many of them. And when I talked about warnings, I know you guys know this one, the alien face and the big round disc. Remember that one? Yeah.
3: Yeah. We've got it on yeah. the screen here. Yeah.
1: Good. Do you remember what the message was?
3: Um, the circle uh, message? Yeah. Well, I just saw your, I kind of remember what it was. I couldn't repeat it uh, verbatim, but yeah, if you wouldn't mind saying it.
1: I can repeat it verbatim. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you can. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, because it's so alarming. Now, in in the course of the year, when that one happened in 2002, in the uh, 2002 in the summer, and it happened eight miles away from another really important binary code crop circle that happened the year before called the Arecibo message. Yeah, Do you I wanted to
3: ask you about that one too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: So these two formations, 2001 and 2002 in the summers, eight miles apart, both of them binary code, which means you can read it. Your computer can read it. Your mathematicians can read it. You stupid humans read it. And I don't mean to say it like that, but they're being so Blatant, giving us binary code. And I'm only edgy because I just realized we're still asleep. We're not even talking about crop circles. It's, it blows my mind how the media has gotten away with just misleading yeah, totally. the public this much. So these two crop circles were, were wrapped around, hello, 9-11, and the day before $2.3 trillion went missing. And then we forgot about it because 9-11 was huge, just totally took our mind elsewhere. Remember those two days? Very specifically. Well, the year before was the Arecibo message, which was a direct response to a message that our scientists sent out from the Arecibo Tower in Puerto Rico in 1974.
2: Yeah, is that Carl Sagan's message? Carl
1: Sagan and Francis Drake, yeah. And they sent out very specific human information out to M3, this star cluster that was light years away. And it was very specific information about the shape of our body, the uh, DNA structure of us, the layout of our stars that we can see, our elements that we have on this planet, very specific information, nine different groups or more of specific bits about us. And bang, in 2001, this almost identical formation comes back in binary code so we could read it and decipher it. And their head was bigger, body smaller. Their elements added silicon. Which in carbon? Yeah, I don't know, instead of, but I know that it added silicon, which we knew of since the 60s, but really came into play at the turn of this century. I mean, we think like we've had iTunes and YouTube and all these things forever. It's only been 10 years.
2: Was Sagan still alive 12, in 2001? Probably not, eh?
1: I don't know, but I do know no, that I I, so. I got an email from one of his protégés recently that wanted to take me to lunch, and I said, heck, yeah, and I never heard from him again. Huh. So, um, yeah, Is interesting. Neil deGrasse? I don't know his name. He lives in Colorado, and he said he had code and stuff from uh, Sagan that he wanted to show me, and yeah. I was like, yeah.
3: So so, so, so was, that, was that circle? Sorry to interrupt you there. Was was that circle? Did anybody claim to hoax that one at all, or is that one kind of up in the air? If 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 somebody if I'm I, skeptic-
1: again, I'm a girl. I don't even care about the hoaxers, right, and right. that's not anything I thought about when I did the presentation. So it's interesting you'd ask me that because for me, it's also about the message. It's really about the message, no matter who made it.
3: Right. No, and I, I totally get that.
1: But I think that a lot of the human teams are just a distraction. So that when we start talking about it, a couple of guys can come out and claim it and then we all go back to sleep. So it's intentional, it's malicious, it's devious, and it's uh, you know, it's nothing that I waste time thinking about. So I didn't mean to, you know, not answer the question, but I don't really think about them. I'm almost grateful to them for but i'm not really i want them to go away so only the real ones will happen
3: right but like you said there could still be a message in those ones anyway so
1: absolutely so you, know, you don't so want to just two. discount
3: them either so so the binary code one next to the big head what's the message in that one again
1: whoa the disc the the alien face in the disc was really amazing right after 911 and they said beware the bearers of false gifts and their broken promises much pain but still time believe there is good out there we oppose deception conduit closing hmm. Do you guys remember in 1977, I don't know if you're old enough, when all the TVs in England, southern England, went down, five different telecommunication towers went down at the same time, and this big alien voice that claimed to be Ramaha of the Ashtar Command took over these TV news channels and um, and spoke a huge <laughs> message to the world through tv it was similar
3: to that message right that disc message
1: it was similar
3: yeah
1: it was similar uh but it was five and a half minutes it is the most intense thing and i'm old enough i remembered it when i heard it i'm just like oh my god and of course somebody sent me the link on youtube and i was i remember it you know it's like we probably have all had sightings but we forget we're like programmed to be so full of shopping and busyness and phone calls and texting that we forget the important things. Hmm. I mean, I really think a lot of people. I met the greatest couple recently and I said, so have you had contact yet? And she said, no, no, uh -uh, no. And so we're getting along the conversation and her husband goes, honey, don't you remember telling me that when you were three to six years old, you were always lifted out of your bed in a straight horizontal position? She goes, Oh yeah, but you know I was just a kid, and I said, "Was it a dream?" She said, "Oh no, I went through the ceiling." I'm like, "Oh really? Well, that's awesome, you lucky girl, don't you?" So I think that really a lot of us minimize our memories that are so much more important than being busy right now. I mean, if we don't all make an effort, you guys are doing a show. Thank you so much. You're bringing people that on that are passionate like me. Thank you so much because it's how we're going to wake people up and we better get on it.
3: Yeah, I, no, I agree. That's kind of why we do the show. So, were you surprised at your feedback that you got uh, at your presentation at UFO Congress?
1: Um, did you know I had a standing ovation?
3: I did, yes.
1: I didn't. <laughs> that was the funniest thing. There were so dang many oh, lights. You did. I had no idea. I heard them clap for a long time. I just kept smiling, you know, gathering at my gear, and they just kept clapping. It was really nice, but there were so many lights in my eyes. I couldn't see anybody, few people in the front row. And it wasn't until that night when I sat in this women's circle where they were doing this awesome Ouija um, and amazingly fast. I've never seen anything like it where somebody said, wow, that was quite the standing ovation you got. I had no idea until that moment. Wow. So so you, so
3: you were surprised.
1: I was very surprised. But you know, the thing that I think that's happening for me, I used to be so stubborn, Taurus. I listen. I listen now. And when, and it sounds crazy, when they instruct me, I trust. And they said, speak in crop circles. And the people really responded. I was a speaker at Roswell for the second year, this this, uh, July, 4th of July weekend, the Roswell UFO Festival. We have this parade of lights float. Only time in my life I got to wave from a float. (laughs) But I had all of us going, U, F, O. Like, you know, the YMCA. You know, a lot of straight straight. Um, military speakers. And I'm going, come on, you guys, quit talking about heavy stuff. We're on our float. Let's make some noise. Yeah. I'm kind of the live wire here. You know, it's a very old boys club, this ufology group and very, very brilliant people, but they don't let girls in.
3: Well, it's kind of like, because you, you're kind of on the fringe too, being in the crop circle thing, right? Like a lot of people don't want to connect the two, just like they don't want to connect Bigfoot and UFOs or UFOs in the paranormal. It's kind of got to be this nuts and bolts thing. So I think the female are onto something, the females are onto something a little bit more. I think Grant Cameron always talks about that, how you'll see them on the more spiritual side of things, talking about the contactee part of it.
1: Yep. Well, I think the girls are about to explode. I know so many wonderful things. I can't wait. To be common knowledge, I mean, I'm just—I feel like I'm just sitting on a volcano waiting to blow. But the world is shifting; things are really changing, and it is about women coming back to um, to take the gravel and hit it down and say justice for all. Only you so know—you did
3: you didn't even plan on 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 really going down this route, did you? Like, even you didn't even plan on doing crop circle document documentaries and then you ended up uh kind of expanding that like your latest one the shift uh has hit the fan Is that what? It, that's what it's called right isn't it uh-huh. yeah um you get into all kinds of uh other stuff too like you said the uh, advanced technologies and the propulsion and some of the even the you know the monetary problems in the world and um, yeah did that, that just all happened to you organically
1: Yes, it's all been very organic and before I forget, I don't want to hit the pun- I don't want to forget the punchline of those two binary code crop right, circles. Right. Both of them were located in farm fields 8 miles apart, I said, that had huge telecommunication towers in them. <coughs> now, I, that's something that I think is extremely important wrapped think around Think you need that? Yeah, do you think the humans used it? That's the problem. The good thing is they don't give up on us, but Things are really changing now, whereas in the last two summers, all of a sudden we're seeing far less crop circles per summer in the epicenter, which is Wiltshire, England, where I've gone in uh, 2006, 7, 8, 10, 11, and 14. I've gone a lot of years. I go nine weeks at a time and just lay on my back in crop circles all day sit up on the hills at night and do night watch, hoping to be that camera person who hits play and balls of light show up and do their dance. And I have been that one. I have amazing footage of the balls of light. And um, I actually have pictures of the balls of light with a doorway open. And for the entire next two days with my poor last boyfriend who watched it happen, this movie, everywhere we went, everybody we met was in that circle that night and saw those orange balls of light and told us on camera. Wow. I mean, hundreds of miles apart, we met this family with little kids. I said to the little girl, what do you, they're, they're speaking Dutch. So the mother had to, um, translate. I said, what do you think of this crop circle? There's three kids sitting there that we're sitting in. And the little girl looks at her mom and starts speaking really fast in Dutch And her hands are going, she's five years old, little ringlets, little opening in her front teeth, you know, cute, beautiful little blue eyed crystal child. And she's just going blah, 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 you know, really quick in Dutch. And the mother says she doesn't want to talk about this crop circle. She wants to talk about the one we were in the other night in Eastfield where she saw the orange balls alight. I thought my boyfriend was going to friggin' fall over. And then that night we went to a wedding even further away from this circle center where this crop circle happened two nights before. And we're sitting at dinner with this great guy that we'd met from Holland. And I said, what do you do? And he says, I do automatic writing. And I said, what's that? he goes, I go in the crop circles and they take my spirit, takes my arm and writes through me. And I said, really, have you written anything interesting lately? And he pulls out his book and slaps it open on the table for my boyfriend and I. And, um, He says, yeah, the other day I was in a crop circle in Eastfield and my boyfriend just slammed his foot on top of my foot and his eyes were like ready to pop out. He's like, I don't believe I'm seeing this everywhere (laughs) we go. And I said to him, do you remember when we left America and I said, I want to leave the movie camera home or they make me make a movie? I don't want to make a movie this summer. I want to leave the camera home. Oh, no, you got this great backpack and I can carry it. I'm like, honey, no, you don't get it. They'll make me make a movie. (laughs) By the time Eddie finished talking and we did the interview, he hardly said a word. We got back to America, and he moved out. We never had a fight. It was the best relationship. <laughs> but it is so mind-boggling what I see over there. For me, it's like awesome.
3: So we talk about synchronicities all the time on the show here, and that sounds like quite the synchronicity. So you guys were all – you met these people randomly after you've all visited the same circle? Correct. At the same – were you guys in it at the same time?
1: No, I filmed the balls of light with the doors opening two years before in 2008. I right. filmed those balls of light from the same hill because East field always gets hit with crop circles. Okay. And East field, there's like regular farms that the circle makers always hit and the hackers, you know, they do their mocking little hoaxing there. But the real circle makers always hit those same fields year after year because, well, there's two reasons that we find crop circles. Number one no matter what country you're in, almost every crop circle, 96 or 7% last time we checked was sitting over an aquifer of water. So water is an element necessary to be underground of a crop circle. Hmm. Number two, almost every crop circle documented year after year after year is sitting on a ley line, which is a direct line between two sacred sites Hmm. in this area of southern England between Stonehenge, the Stone Circle, and Avebury, the older Stone Circle, and Glastonbury over there to the west. Um, This area is this major Mary and Michael line runs through there all the way to Ireland, I think it was, and um, they have these crossings of these two very important ley lines, most heavily magnetic ley lines on the planet um, that run through Glastonbury and that run through the Avebury stone circle. So these are hugely sacred places, sacred sites that people have come to do sacred ceremony for thousands of years. They estimate between six and seven thousands of years documented really fascinating area and you can feel it when you get there it's just a different way of of living and with all these sacred sites there's a, an enhanced energy there with the people you know they have much less immaculate clean homes like we do in america and clean cars that go through the drive through they could give a crap they've got spider webs in the house but their gardens are awesome and they're oh. growing food and their flowers are just huge and voluptuous with flowers, so it's a different way to turn your energy to really honor the earth.
2: My garden's pretty impressive. <laughs> Actually, it's mostly my wife's, I suppose.
1: <laughs> You're blessed. It's, Nothing it's, compared
3: to those English gardens, buddy.
1: Yeah, they're pretty it's, amazing. does
2: well, it rain all the time here. So <laughs> I'll, I'll take the trade. <laughs>
1: So, you know, when we come to warnings, like those amazing um, bits of binary information at the turn of this century at a time when we were being so deceived, they came and they told us and they showed us and they showed us again. And another thing to me that was just so blatant was the summer of 2009. Um, It was... So incredible that all of a sudden it was pictures. Every crop circle was a picture, which we call a pictogram. Rather than it being sacred geometry or binary code, they were pictures. One after another, after another, after another. There's like 77 every summer on average, 70 to 77. That's a lot of crop circles in a 40 square mile radius. Yeah. And when we document, and again, if you document the crop circles, can you imagine how many more we didn't hear about to document. I mean, there's probably thousands of them every season around the world that we just don't hear about. But the ones that we do hear about on average, 150 to 160 a year and 70 something are in this area of Wiltshire. So clearly the epicenter because Italy will get seven and, and, um, Holland will get eight and, Uh, Germany will get some, and Australia would get a few, America maybe one, Um, you know, maybe more. But generally, this area is really richly filled. And um, the messages that came in 2009, now just think about what was going on in early 2010 when I tell you that it was birds, fish, dragonflies, mushrooms, trees, Hmm. And there were seven birds. There was the swallows, the thunderbird, the phoenix, the hummingbird, just, just bang, bang, one after another. And you're going, okay, birds, birds, I get it. And then there was the fish. Do you remember that huge octopus crop circle? Yeah. God, that was amazing. And it was acres. I mean, it was like a couple thousand feet long, I think maybe 1500, but that thing was all those tentacles. It wasn't Um, A circle.
3: So is this the year after the pictogram ones? Is that what you're saying? No,
1: no, no. The pictograms were in 2009. Yeah. And we had the fish. We had swimming trout. We had circling dolphin. We had all those different squid and octopus. We had the ammonite, you know, the first uh, sea creature. We had the dragonfly, I think, was one of the first insects. Uh, We had the scarab beetle, a very ancient bug. And then next spring, BP oil spill. Hmm. Killed millions of birds, millions of fish, millions of dragonflies, all those things. Just killed them. Still killing them today. I think, hello, I think it was a warning. I think, yeah, they're just watching us going, seriously?
2: So what What was the ancient explanation? like back in like the 1700s and shit, were they saying fairies or what were were they thinking back then? Was was there any reports of balls of light?
1: Um, You know, I've never heard any of that. I've seen the famous photo where the rake is going in a circle and it's the work of the devil. But, you know, all it takes is one idiot to say that. And then it gets published because they don't want you to know. I mean, I really think that all the misinformation in all areas is embarrassing. And I really, really love being a human, but I'm embarrassed of my species acting like we are today. You know, that we have this going on, all these things that are going on now. It's inexcusable because we have the intelligence to be a peaceful, conscious species.
3: Yeah, I think it has to get worse before it gets better, personally.
1: I think it's about as bad as it could get. I hope it's as bad as it can get. But the coolest thing is that even though I began our conversation by saying, I'm a girl, I do all the etheric stuff with crop circles. All of a sudden I was taken away from that event and introduced to this amazing woman who, remember I told you she had seven books and she spins through the book and I saw crop circle nodes. I'm like, oh my God, what's this doing in your book? And she said to me, Patty, I'm the scientist that proved crop circles are real. Huh. And all of a sudden it's like all the pieces are coming together for the women. It's like, we're all teaming up to really bring a lot of beautiful truth. That's going to make people, um, give people a lot more faith.
3: Can, in you, t- can you tell our us who that was?
1: Um, I will soon. Oh, I okay. feel like, you know, uh, the saddest thing Is that with the work that I do, and it's like I can't give any names anymore, is that I've been hacked for three years. My website, my phone, the show. I'm surprised that we haven't been shut down. My Australian show I did last week, we got turned off twice, but I had my phone standby with Skype. So they just hit me on the Skype right back, and I picked up the phone. And then anyway, I'm dealing with some minions because I am one of those, probably one of the few crop circle people that really is showing a lot of truth. Right. And it's not that I'm fearless, I just, I don't have time for the debunking. I don't want to waste my energy on which crop circle is made by humans trying to trick us because you're all stupid. It's not that. You know, the, the human-made crop circles, a lot of them actually are showing us really important information because those artists had been awakened at three last night also.
3: So what do you think, why is it slowed down? Or is, is this, uh, so the last couple summers, the whole phenomenon has kind of slowed down a little bit. Uh, what's your take on, what's your intu- intuition on
1: that? Well, I just asked that question uh, to the people we interviewed this summer and I got two answers that were exactly what I felt. Janet Osibart from Holland, who I've seen in the crop circle since my first year in 2006, said, they've given us the messages yeah. It's time for us to get them out. Yeah, They're done with that. And you're going to love this. They're taking it to the next step. Now, Isabel Kingston, who is a psychic in Wiltshire, a brilliant woman. She's so into her work being authentic. She has no website. I mean, the people over there are not like us. We boast a lot over there. They're very humble. I said to her, what's going on with the circles. And she said that when she was a child and she's um, probably in her sixties or seventies, when she was a child, she started coming to this area and she worked with the balls of light back then. And she said that they told her they were going to start bringing information into the fields. And then they started delivering the crop circles Mm. And she told me that they had mentioned to her that the time would come when all the messages were given. And then they were going to back off, and it was the same answer, and take it to the next level. So one piece is that, that they're ready for our ascension, especially with this information. But, you know, my movie's being um, hidden away in a distributor's freezer for three years. Give me a break. Four of them under contract hidden in a distributor's freezer. Like, what's that about? Okay, second guess. So anyway. um,
3: You'll have to expand on that later.
1: It's hard to get the information out when you've got numb nuts trying to hide the good stuff. And that's what's going on overall in our country is that a lot of the important stuff is being hidden intentionally, and they're filling the media with fluff and um, manipulated misinformation. So um, luckily, uh, I have just continued to make amazing movies because I'm hooked. You know, when, I, are you guys contactees?
2: No. I no. don't think
3: so. Are you, Dan?
2: I don't know. Sometimes when I eat mushrooms, I feel like I'm being contacted.
1: <laughs> this is like the Lodi Zone show. <laughs> we so, a, yeah, we, uh, we talk
3: reference. about uh, we talk about some. Uh,
1: you don't get the reference. Psychedelic
3: experiences. Yeah, Lodi. You know, like loaded, probably like that. Reference. Yeah, like loaded. Yeah. yeah.
1: Oh. Yeah, yeah, we've talked about a few of them, but you know, like again, it's a whole lot better than um, than uh, the indoctrination of school and college and. All those things we don't really need to stuff our head with. It's, I mean, I mean probably- we, talk,
3: we talk about contactees a lot, and, and we've had uh, some people on that are, and, uh, you know, so we're not uh, adverse to the topic at all. It's, uh, it's a fascinating part of it, for sure.
1: Well, you know, it's, it's funny that we are still um, not socially acceptable, you know, talking about it. And then really when people start thinking and admitting memories from childhood, again, like I said earlier, we realize that many of us, oh, my God, I guess I am. I guess I did.
3: Is that what the next level is then? Is it increased contact through other needs?
1: Um, I think that they're going to start showing up more for more people. And they're already showing up for a lot of people. But it's about being ready. It's about being willing. And um, so this lady, this scientist that I'm working with now, I was so excited because she worked with a major player in our field for 15 years and he died. So she's got all of the wisdom and all of the study and all of the research. So we're going to start working together soon. And hopefully if we do another show, she'll be doing it with me. Yeah,
3: that's great. I was going to ask you if you were working with her, actually. I I won't say who it is, but that was going to be one of my questions. So I think I I know.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
3: That's great. So
1: yay. So I said to her, um, tell me what it is. What is the scientific explanation of what makes a crop circle? And who are these balls of light I keep filming? And who are the balls of light that spun that crop circle down uh, in the Oliver's Castle footage? The only footage in the world where a guy hit play other than the new one that I have now. Right. And she said, it is the earth energy sending plasma up through these vortices, blending... With ET technology, and number three, is blended with mass human consciousness.
3: Wow. Yeah, that's uh, that's a little <laughs> mind-blowing.
1: It blew me away. I had to ha- She had to tell me like three times. I called her the next day, and I said, okay, I'm a baby. Tell me again and say it slow. <laughs> but what it is that I never thought about, because for me, I always just saw the balls of light. She, it, they're ET. They come in. They dissipate. They come in. I mean... They're huge. They're there. You're not imagining it. And then they disappear. What is that? So she explained it. And I've always called them the plasma balls, but I didn't know why. You know, they just told me the word. So she explained it scientifically that it does come out of the earth. So, hello, it's a message from the mother. Mm, That's new to me.
3: The human consciousness part makes sense because you hear about those stories about people meditating or focusing on... A design and then it and then it happens but it's 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 interesting like how does it pull up all these other shapes that people don't even know what they mean or not even aware of what they are like it'd be interesting to know how that how human consciousness plays a part in those designs
1: i think you're asking the best questions i've ever heard of any interviewer graham oh thanks yeah, I mean, you've done your homework. You're passionate about it also. And that's what you know makes the show more interesting is where you really know what you're talking about. and um, I, can't,
3: I can't claim to know what I'm talking about. I just have, a, I have an interest
1: in it. Good. You know. Well, that's all we need is a curiosity. And I'm really, again, encouraging all your listeners to definitely – my website is pattygreer.com, P-A-T-T-Y-G-R-E-E-R.com. And um, I've got six movies, seven trailers, a couple of CD music soundtracks because I wrote and played and sang all the soundtracks in the movies because I'm free, hey. But interestingly enough, all that music I wrote 20 years ago, 30 years ago, and 10 years ago happens to be the perfect (laughs) lyrics for all these movies. How did I know? I'm telling you, it's so weird how it comes around. So this summer, I was so excited to take Sasha Stone into his first Crop Circle. Do you know Sasha Stone from the New Earth Nation?
3: No. I've seen him in your movie. That's the only way I know him. So,
1: Oh, you did such a good job watching the movie. That was full of some pretty heavy stuff, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah, it it's good.
1: Right up my I f- alley. I felt like a little Michael Moore girl all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, the shift has hit the fan for all your listeners that really want a lot of the truth of what's going on now. I couldn't even believe I went to the... Um, free energy event called the Global Breakthrough Energy Movement Conference. Foster Gamble was there from Thrive, Stanton Friedman I interviewed in uh, Roswell, but everybody else was from the Global Breakthrough Energy Movement Conference, which was, oh my God, the greatest event of all of us moving into the next way of being on the planet, which is free energy, which is water cars, which is 3D printing, so all these dirty facilities go away. They're dumping into rivers and spewing into the air. We just recycle and uh, throw it a pattern for a football, and it comes out a football, you know. <laughs>
3: so so, so some of these designs are, are directly uh, correlated to new energy technologies?
1: Absolutely. And the interesting thing about that movie, The Shift, has hit the fan was that every story I did, there was a crop circle that told us about it. Do you remember Uh at the end of every story I'd show a crop circle? Uh Uh-huh. And you scratch your head and go, oh, my God, that is the Serial Effect Generator crop circle. The Serial Effect Generator, I think, is one of the most amazing um, free energy devices today. It's spelled S-E-A-R-L designed by John Cyril, who's an older Englishman. It's a free energy device that very soon should be available to every household, uh, every community, and it runs on air, on ambient energy. And it's got these magnetic bearings that are solid um, brass or copper. It's a golden metal, and once you flick one, They're so perfectly mathematically laid out that they just start spinning this wheel and the magnets attract to the next and spin it to the other and they never touch. So it never needs repair
3: or lubrication
1: or lubrication. And it runs on air ambient energy. never needs fuel or repair. And they're saying that a large home can buy one for $2,500 that will last a lifetime. Small home. $1,500, Fifteen hundred dollars, buy it once, last a lifetime. Bye, bye, smart grid.
3: Yeah, see, I think that's one of many of these new technologies that we're starting to hear about now, or you know, and in the past they've been suppressed or, or you know, taken over or bought out. Or I mean, we, I, I want to do an episode focusing more on the stuff.
1: Well, I'm going to give us a final beautiful story, which was. I'm there um, at the UFO Congress. I was seen by a major television producer that I'm now working with on a TV series. I'm super excited about. And look at me because of this stupid hacker still alive uh, on my website and my life. I, I can't even say what country, <laughs> um, but I'm doing a, a, working on a great project now. And uh, so here we are. We're filming in a crop circle, and we got Sasha Stone to take in. We're hauling the camera gear in. <clears throat> It's my partner's first crop circle ever. It's Sasha's first crop circle ever. And I'm like the most excited tour guide, except I'm the director. So I got to get the camera guy. Oh, it's his first crop circle. So I want him to have the experience. Uh, but he and I have to get in the circle to film them coming in. Right. So we get ourselves set up, and I'm looking at my arm, and I'm like, this is the most beautiful formation. Oh, man, this thing is gorgeous. It was in Dorset. D O R C E T England. I've got um, photos of it all over the place, and it's this fantastic pattern. Clearly, a free energy uh, a formula uh, map, whatever you would call it. It's just right there in the in the artwork. It's beautiful. An explosion, and then the uh, um, labyrinths. Two of them that go in the opposite direction. It's just amazing. So I'm so excited, and we get in, and I'm like, I'm not letting up. My hair's not standing up on my arm. I don't friggin' feel anything. I can't believe it. I got the crew here. And uh-huh. the, you know, I don't feel. But shh, shh, the pattern is gorgeous. It's, you know, it's a message. So Sasha comes in. He's not like, uh, he's delighted to be there. It's a gorgeous day. But we all, you know, we're like walking in and none of us felt it. Um, but it was really beautiful and just impressive to see. So we get to the final circle and we sit down and this group of five women had also filtered into the circle with us and we get to the back circle and we sat down around it. And, um, Sasha, I look at him and he said, you know, I don't really feel anything. And I looked at my partner and they said, um, yeah, I don't feel much. And I said, I gotta be honest. It may be human made, but the pattern is so incredible. Let's go with it. And I look over at these five ladies, and I so I said, um, "We're going to light up the camera and just do a brief interview here. If you would like to join us, it'd be awesome. I hope that's okay with you." So they're like, "Sure, cool." So we light up the camera, and I'm talking about the, you know, the fact that no matter what, we're still on a ley line because you can see the big monument up on the hill there, and straight across, and I've got my arms, you know, opposite of each other. There's obviously a big burial mound, which is another sacred site in southern England. So the location is correct, the message is massive, and it may be human-made, but that's okay. So it's interesting that I put this on camera two months ago, and you asked me that question tonight, which is really important because people think that, but so what? It really is also about the message, and most likely the artist was awakened at 3 in the morning till 5. Have I'm guessing. Have you ever guessing. Had
2: a, uh, an opportunity to talk to any, any artists?
1: No. Nope but I've talked to people who have talked to them. And one of them went on camera for me. So I, um, I run the camera on me and Sasha, blah, blah, woof, woof. And I look at these five ladies and I said, would any of you like to say something? And they all raise their hand and I say, oh, cool. So I said, who are you? You know, where are you from? And they said, we're the QEG team, quantum energy generator, free energy device that's about to go public for free. Wow. And Sasha was like, hope girl, hug, hug. So um, it was like, here we are sitting in a crop circle. So what if humans helped? Here we are meeting, not, you know, I've done the one movie with the uh, serial effect generator guy, but the circle makers, whoever they are, I love them. And the earth mother, they're just putting it for me in my life. This, you called it organic. It's almost pushed organic. I mean, I can't even hide. If I'm anywhere where I've got a camera, they're going to show up.
3: Synchronicities. And
1: do something miraculous. So my movies are pretty um, stunning, and you can buy them on my website if you keep trying. And it's funny on my homepage. I said, "Listen, if you can't get through, here's my two email addresses. Write me a letter. You know, I really want to get the information out. And very soon, it's just the walls are coming down. Everything's going to explode, and the American public is going to be so fulfilled with honest media. It's beautiful."
3: So, so what's next uh, for for your projects then? What? So, you're going to work with this other scientist, and are you coming out with a a TV show or a documentary again?
1: Yeah, we're debating, uh, last night we were talking, uh, my producer and I about, and it's actually a partner, which is really great. Somebody I can trust who's very already connected. So whatever we do, it will get out. And that's, what's important is, you know, sharing it with the people. It's not just about, you know, those of us that listen to your show or go into a crop circle to know this. It's really about getting the information out to a lot of people because, um, you know, it doesn't even matter. I went through my, I'm sure you have too those first few years when you learn about, you know, the chemtrail program and the Florida, the water and all the horrible things that are going on at the Vatican. And, you know, that whole lineup of gross Facebook posts and you go, God, is this true? Is this fake? I mean, have you done your chapter and kind of left it behind where you think, you know, what's, what's true and what's not.
3: Yeah. It's getting harder and harder actually.
2: Yeah. The lines are getting pretty blurry. Yeah,
3: yeah, totally. Especially well, like, on a few things. A few things the lines are getting blurry on. A few I just know there's genuine mysteries that that I don't have the answers to. Like I don't really have the answers to anything. But a lot <laughs> of times the lines are blurry, and I don't even want to pick a side in a way.
1: Right. Well, you know I think that 2012 uh, wasn't really a date. It was a period that we're still in and the movie that i made in 2008 called 2012 were already in it really at that time in in europe i interviewed mostly i think only europeans other than barbara lamb a crop circle expert but everybody else was european and i couldn't stand listening to all their conspiracy talk oh my god it was just like no no you know stick my fingers in my ears like a kid i didn't want to hear it i kept walking away from interesting groups of people when they'd start talking about the things that in america we didn't have a friggin clue they're like 5 or 8 years ahead of us in europe with truth hmm. we have the most retarded media uh maybe of uh, I- of most countries other than third world,
2: world. oh, yeah, oh yeah. yeah definitely in the world i'd say maybe north korea might be worse
1: so manipulated well japan now with the Fukushima hiding all that um Hukushima, did i say i did hookah
2: that's okay. like <laughs> yeah, fake
1: i know it's your show Fakushima. <laughs> yeah i mean i'm doing the gramerica groove now <laughs> so going but- down down down
3: <laughs> darren has a question for you that he asks all our guests
2: well we kind of been talking about synchronicities all night um so obviously you know what the what they mean or what they are, um, we kind of we talk about them quite a bit here. So we like to ask um, what you think they mean, and um, maybe tell us uh, about one of one of the more more influential ones on yourself.
1: Oh, nice questions. Well, I think that they mean a number of things. I think they've shown us a lot of um, star maps. They've shown us a lot of free energy formulas. They've shown us a lot of spaceship lighting patterns. They've shown us a lot of propulsion um, devices. And like I said, when you look at crop circles now that are round or slightly round or symmetrical, imagine them spinning and you will see the propulsion. Many, many, many of them. I have 60 propulsion slides of crop circles in my presentation for tomorrow night. And I give them five seconds each. And by the time you just imagine spinning them, then I stick on the video from this guy in Holland who actually spun them. And it throws you out of your chair just about because um, when you turn the inside one way and the outside the other, there you go. Light up that ship. You can just tell it's about to take off. It's amazing how much information is right here in for free on the Internet. All this information has been bombarding us, but the media hides it. So if people aren't interested because a couple old guys made it. Well, guess what? One of them's been dead 19 years. Sorry. Well, I'm not going
3: to be able to hide it any, any longer now that, uh, you know, the Internet's around and the new media is kind of taking hold.
1: It really is. And people are waking up. And then they're telling their friends. It's very cool. My most memorable crop circle, thank you for asking, um, is the Crystal Castle. And it was in 2012, and it landed in three different phases. Phases are, the first message was it was a crystal castle with drips of water underneath. The second phase, which was the following day, there was this huge circle on top of it with a goddess. Inside it. Two weeks later, phase three, the goddess opened her arms. Now I'm talking like a girl because on a physical level, that's what I saw, and most people did too. What happened for me was the night before that happened at 10:30. I had a friend staying up at my house in the mountains, uh, and she said, um, "Oh, I got to show you this artist." So she opens up the uh, internet to Ariel Ali, E-R-I-A-L-A-L-I. Oh, my God. This guy does the most E.T. artwork I've ever seen. (sighs) Absolutely E.T. artwork of brilliance. And um, she opens it up, and I was like, wow, that's amazing. Are you looking at it now?
2: Yeah, Yeah, I got to bookmark that.
1: Yeah, right? (laughs) Ariel Ali. Is it .dot us?
3: Is it all channeled uh, art,
1: like channeled art? Yeah. So I'm looking at this. I go to the next slide, and it was Arcturus City, either Atheris City or Arcturus City. And all of a sudden, my entire body started shaking, tears, sweats. My friends like what? What do you? What's going on? And I said, "This is where they took me. I'm sure of it. Wow. I know this place. I've been here. This is where." They took me, where is this place? Who is this guy? Oh, my God. And in this photo of a city, I'm pretty sure that's which one it was. It was the underwater colors that I absolutely remember. And I don't see them in art hardly ever. Ultraviolet, ultra pink, ultra blue. You're looking at it, right? Ultra colors?
2: Uh, yeah. Yeah. Psychedelica. Do you see?
1: Psychedelica. But they're not primary colors at all. They're ultra. Ultra blue, ultra pink, ultraviolet. They're just extreme color. Like I vaguely remember from my childhood a long time ago, the colors we just don't see anymore. We're forgetting about the color. But where they took me was incredibly colorful. And there it is in this picture. I know it was underwater. I remember the colors. I remember the columns going into the five columns pillared crystal castle. I remembered it clearly. And so here's this guy who who had the artwork of it. So I knew that the next day I was going to contact him and see who he was and where it was because it was definitely the place. I go to sleep, get up in the morning, and because I'm a member of the Crop Circle Connector, if there's a new crop circle anywhere in the world, bang, I get an email with photos of the new crop circle and comments and ground shot descriptions and things. So I open it up. Oh, good. New crop circle. So I take a look at it. <laughs> I swear to God. In, in England, they only have three hours of darkness, which is like 2 to 5 in the morning and in the summer.
2: Yeah.
1: Now, 5 in the morning is 10 in Colorado where I was looking at these photos. So when I was looking at these photos, and I totally remembered that's where they took me, the circle makers in England, swear to God, laid down a crystal castle with five pillars and five stars on top, crop circle.
0: There I get up in the
1: morning. I see this thing. I'm like screaming to my friend because she's in the guest room. Get down here. You won't believe this. I got coffee splashing. I'm like, holy shit. They left me a love letter in the field. That sounds kind of conceited, like they love me, you know, but I, I knew it was a message. Well, I knew it was a-
3: That's quite the synchronicity, and that's, that's your uh, plasma that's balls. That's kind of, yeah, you know, it's coming- funny
2: how you hear We hear, no matter what sort of topic we go down, we keep hearing more and more about the role of consciousness is playing.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I look at this formation and I'm like, there's no circle. This is a totally freak crop circle. There's no circle. And under the crystal castle are five teardrops, drops of water underneath, underwater, five of them. Oh my God, this is where they took me. I'm like screaming, you know, so excited but there's no circle anywhere. Even the water is teardrop shape. So day two, remember? A huge circle, bigger than the castle with a- Goddess. Goddess inside. Now I'm like crying again day two. I'm like, oh my God, you know, how can I tell anyone this story? It's like, you know, yeah, I'm the crappy girl, but I can't even talk about this. This is too personal. So I'm just feeling like, oh, God, this is just amazing. So, you know, for me, you can't unsell me. You can't throw me a hoax or have me be impressed. I'm going to ask the guy, yeah, great crop circle. Were you awakened last night at (laughs) 3? You know? And chances are he'll say yes. Or she'll say yes. But, you know, I think it's really a very team thing going on now with the Earth – is really spouting out a lot of pain with her sinkholes and her volcanoes and hurricanes and tornadoes. You know, a lot of it is of course unfortunately created by men with little toys in a big facility. But short of that, the mother is starting to spit things out. And when we realize, which I didn't until literally two weeks ago, The crop circles are not just E.T. material, but they're E.T. blended with the mother, with messages from inner earth, spewing out these plasma balls to deliver information once it confers with E.T. technology and human mass consciousness. Really an amazing, really amazing
3: well, you got the courage to, to, uh, to not allow that, that hoaxing to kind of take you off course because, you, you know, you, obviously you know that uh, it's going to be a, a bit of a battle and you're going to have to take a lot of, you know, negative you know, publicity and, and, and pretty dogmatic skepticism along the way.
1: Mm. The good thing is I've been hidden so well that I don't have one bad review. And when I hit it this next time coming up, It'll be me and the scientists. There, ain't, there won't be much doubt left. You show them that many crop circles, you give them the scientific proof. Let me tell you, not only did she teach me that it is earth and sky and humanity, but she also explained to me that with all of their testing that they did, that they found that crop circle wheat, when you take the seeds from a real crop circle... That has the blown nodes that Mm -hmm. has been dealt with by the earth and the sky and us when you take those seeds that are from the center of a crop circle or within the formation and you plant them in a healthy garden next to same seeds same wheat acreage but outside the formation 50 feet away so you've got two samples you've got inside and outside a crop circle same seeds same age And you just plant them in a farm with wonderful soil. And what they found was, year after year after year testing, that they got 400 times the food out of crop circle wheat. And it was 75% more nutritious.
3: Huh? And some of that research has been done since the like the, since the mid nineties, late nineties. So I mean, the stuff's been around, right? It's just been around and ignored for some reason. Just uh, people just don't want to look at the science behind it. It's just it blows me away.
1: Well, the money right now is just still stuck on stupid.
3: Yeah, yeah. And
1: um, when the money owns the media, and the money is lacking consciousness and has the intention of keeping us in the past. Um, the only thing is the earth is just going to have to shake a little harder in certain areas, but I can't ask for it or I'll get shook in, you know, but I think that discernment now for all humans uh, needs to be upgraded. And um, all of us that are having ET interactions, it's not like it was in the eighties and nineties where they were scooping humans and taking samples and you know, all this scientific procedures that people woke up in the middle and saw the grays and screamed and all this horrific stuff. That really, I'm not hearing very many people talk that way anymore. Almost everybody that I interviewed three years ago, and that was 24 of, I thought, the most believable contactees at the UFO Congress Convention. um, I interviewed 24 really, really brilliant people, and none of them had those experiences um, in the last five to 10 years. Hmm. All of them talked about a huge instantaneous mental intellectual upgrade.
2: Have you met Have you met Mike Cleland?
1: Yes.
3: Yeah, go ahead,
2: Darren. What? I was just wondering.
3: <laughs> <laughs> He's
1: a the doctor. owl guy.
3: Yeah, yeah, no, he talks a lot about synchronicities and owls, and we, we listen to his podcasts, and yeah, no. Yeah, that's that's fascinating. It sounds like that's that whole thing is evolving too. I mean, I don't know, maybe uh maybe it's only a matter of time.
1: Well, I think that we are definitely moving in the direction of um all of us being told the truth. I think that disclosure is right around the corner. And I think, you know, a great example of ascension is Rick Perry going to jail. I mean, Rick that Perry. the politician that got caught <laughs>
3: Oh, yeah, see, we don't talk.
1: See, I don't do politics either, but I know, where you know, my friend here has the TVs going all the time, and I'm seeing it on the covers of every magazine, that the politicians, the banksters, the crooks, the criminals, even if they have tons of money, they're starting to be exposed. And this is how we're going to clean up the planet, one corporation at a time, one company at a time, that are misusing wealth and power for the wrong intention. You know, there is something going on now that is just brewing heavily, which is women are taking their power back in a good way because somebody's got to save this planet. And we're not the ones calling war. We're not the ones sending supplies and arms um, into other countries. You know, this, this, we really need an overhaul here and they're calling it, you know, the shift back into a balanced masculine energy world. The Masculine, feminine.
3: Yeah. Huh. That's so to do with Aquarius, doesn't it?
1: All we want is peace here, don't we?
3: That's right. So, are you going to link? Uh, tell us when your when your project comes out. Give us a little heads up.
1: I would love to. At this point, um, I have. Uh, we have so much material to work with that we've. We are just in process. Um, most likely we'll do a feature film, which features like some highlights. I, I can't even imagine thinning it down to one because really I think we've got five shows already filmed. But it will branch out into all of the people doing important things in the world. The real new leaders like the New Earth Nation, like the Thrive Movement. Yeah, I was going to say it sounds a bit thrivish. Yeah, and, you know, I support Foster. I think he's doing a great thing. You know, he's got one movie. Um, but when he shows that movie, he takes it to cities and takes the audience. And have you ever been to one of his screenings?
3: No, I haven't. I'd love to though.
1: (coughs) Excuse me. It's really cool. It's a movement. It's called the thrive movement. It's not just the thrive movie. When you watch the movie, then he divides the audience into, I think it's 12 groups And if you're somebody who's into advertising, go in that corner of the auditorium. If you're somebody who's into music over here, politics there, teachers here, insurance people here. I mean, he just divides the group into people, all aspects of human survival in today's world. And then he says, now we've seen this movie about all this ascension material. Each of you in your group talk about how you can raise the bar on the music in your community or the politics in your community. Or that, you know, like each aspect of your community, raise the bar. How can we bring in more honesty, more integrity? It's really a cool way to work an audience into thinking.
3: Yeah, yeah, very interactive. Hmm.
1: And meeting their friends. Oh, I didn't know you were in editing. You know, it's like, oh, wow. Well, you know, so, and then he brings the audience back together. And each group has one spokesperson, which then tells the whole group. And when you leave, you have really good ideas about how our town or our community could actually do better with this or that. And, you know, it's a good spark to put in communities. And he and his wife, no matter how successful they are or their family is of Procter Gamble, um, they're working their tails off, you know, bringing the movement to cities around the world. They were all over Australia.
3: Yeah, I don't think they've come here yet. I'm going to keep an eye open for them, though. I, li- I also like how he puts out the good news uh, segment every once in a while. Yeah. He shows the good news. I like that. We did we did a little uh, summary of that on one of our episodes.
1: Mm-hmm. I love good news. Yeah, it's a brilliant thing. I actually talked to Foster today for almost an hour. Nice. Good man. Really good man. Great project. You know, it's just... I've got my head in my hands. It's just like, you know, It's it's we all have to be really devoted to share the truth and be the change we want to see in the world.
3: Yeah, for sure. Well, he's on our list to, to come on the show. Hopefully, uh, we're going to try and get him on here, too. So say hi to him uh, for us next time.
1: Good.
2: <laughs> so do you think we'll see uh, any sort of big changes in our lifetime?
1: Oh, I do. I think we already are. You know, the weirdest thing is that the most important things are in plain sight right now on the internet is the quantum energy generator for free q e g and i was skyping with her and her husband invented it and she's carrying her portable computer out to the lab and shows me the q e g and they light up a line of light bulbs with a free energy device
3: oh i think i've seen that yeah Yeah. (coughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah. No, you haven't seen that unless you were sitting behind me in my living room. Oh, well, but I've, maybe... That's maybe. a
2: possibility. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my God, were you that guy? Yeah, I'm that
2: guy. <laughs> no, I
3: huh? I remember seeing something very similar to it anyways. I mean, there's a lot of different ones out there, so who knows? It might not be that exact one, but... No, light- you
1: might you might have because they just went public. Huh. And what it is, is it's not a device. It's not a generator. What it is is they send a antenna up on the roof, uh, 30 or 40 feet, but it goes straight up 30 or 40 feet to grab the ambient energy. They send a solid rod of copper into the ground, three to four feet, and it's about an inch around, so it's a lot of copper going into the ground to ground the earth it's almost like the crop circles hello we're Mm -hmm. matching we're pulling up the earth energy we're bringing down the atmospheric sky energy and this machine shoot I had it written somewhere because when she was telling me again it was like when the other lady was explaining you know the plasma vortices and I had to write it down so I could think of it later but this free energy device um, let me just see give me one second there it is you'd have
2: to pull it down in a storm Yeah. You don't want to be the only one in the neighborhood with that, anyway. It's all right if, like, everyone has one.
1: You just <laughs> well, do no. the in the middle. Of it. Okay, <sighs> so here it is. Steel and copper vibrate, which turns into piezoelectric effect energy. Huh. Pulling in the energy from the earth and the atmosphere, you've got a 30-foot antenna over the top of the roof, mm-hmm. pulls energy from the atmosphere, goes through the vibrating field of the quantum energy generator, and copper rod right in the ground, four feet, five-eighths of an inch, solid so I was wrong on the thickness. Energy goes into the core and changes the molecular structure of the steel and the copper, which electrifies the core and allows it to hold the energy. She said it is enough energy to run itself and the house. The design of the core is so genius like Tesla designed it, this core produces a ton of power. When it's turned on, you can light bulbs from the earth's energy alone. You don't even need the antenna. It accumulates energy. It's not a generator. And, um, they've got it on YouTube right now where you can see it. The Q E G quantum
3: energy generator. We're going to link to that in the show notes so people can check it out. Great. Yeah, for sure. Well, it's been, uh, it's been an awesome chat so far. I'm looking forward to more of your of your research for sure. And, um, and you know, it's giving me more um, incentive to get into this new free energy device stuff. Um, is there anything else you want to mention to our listeners uh, before we uh, start wrapping her up?
1: I just want to tell everybody, get your eyes to the skies because there's so much we can see now. And uh, next time you go on the Internet, pull up my website, pattygreer.com. Take a look at some trailers, stream a movie for five bucks if you want. I send DVDs to people myself, Um, but it's Patty, P-A-T-T-Y, Greer, G-R-E-E-R.com. i just say come on over and play. There's an awful lot of really, really good information that is the truth, in my opinion
2: that's uh, that's perfect we'll make sure we link to that in the show notes and we encourage all our listeners to go and check it out there's some really beautiful pictures there and good and a whole lot of good stuff yeah and uh are you on the twitter and the facebook and can our listeners track you down there
1: you bet i'm all over the place
2: okay good we'll link to all that in the show notes too
1: yeah facebook i'm really funny i get a line of people i just run my pendulum yes 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 no really (laughs) no really don't ask again Okay. Yes. 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 Down. You know, I go down the line with my pendulum. It's pretty funny. <laughs> I used to like look who they were, look what they did. Now I just trust my guides.
2: You mean like the? Um, I think my wife has one of those. This pendulum yeah. on a string over yeah. the thing, the little witch thing? Yeah,
3: a witch.
1: A little witch thing. A little, <laughs> little bewitching tool. I've got,
3: I've got a pendulum too, Darren.
1: <laughs> you'd, be, uh-huh. you'd, be, you'd be
2: a warlock. I do. I do. Yeah. Uh, I... You know,
1: it's really Actually, not a witchy thing. it can be kind of witchy. Well, you know, I think the word witchy was invented by paranoid men about right. the wise woman because, you know, we're still, what we're dealing with today. You know, the funny thing is, I think the favorite thing I read about men and women and this witchy thing is that women really, really like intelligent men, but men don't really like being around intelligent women quite as much. Now, what's that about? Let's get over it. Let's all friends.
3: It's, in, it's well, insecurities.
1: You know, why did they burn us thousands of years ago, hundreds of years ago? What's up with that? You know, don't be scared of wisdom. Let's play. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we're all equally smart. We all come in with the same cells where we can, you know, really develop our minds. And I don't know what it is about wise women that makes men want to call them witches. But it's really to be honored and respected. And I think we're going to see an awful lot more of the wise women coming to the surface to help heal everything that's going on now. And I'm I'm one of those people on the team.
3: Well, I hope so. And that's very well said.
1: Thank you. And, you know, today I got a funny letter from somebody really important in my world and she, because we finally found the hackers and we know who it is and they're, oh, nice. t- they're taking care of it for me, which I just love. But she actually said, Patty, thanks for taking one for the team. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, right. Just get them off my shoe.
3: All right, so, Patty.
1: Well, thanks a lot. My pleasure. Keep your eyes to the skies, guys.
3: We will, and good luck tomorrow night in your uh, presentation.
1: Thank you very much. You're welcome. Cheers. Bye.
3: and we're back to the great america show that was our chat with patty greer
2: yeah that was a fun one yeah that one i don't know what the fuck was up with me that night you fucking really mad was to the helm on that one i was i know
3: you and it. joey were just uh i don't know tripping out or something
2: i don't know what it was
3: but yeah we want to what'd you think of it anyways well besides your state of being
2: it was fun one yeah it was fun yeah it was a good one. Kind of, it's one of those ones you can kind of cover everything. It's funny how many of them come back to consciousness.
3: I know it's. It all comes back to the war on yeah. consciousness. It really is. And when we start talking about the war on consciousness. It makes me think that stuff's gonna break open. Stuff's gonna crack open. Because they can't. Like your
2: head hold and your back. consciousness no, like is gonna the, spill out. Like the yeah, like the yeah. Uh... <laughs> they can't see your little fucking <laughs> butterfly motions or whatever that is. The shadow of that would be a butterfly No,
3: because it's just you can't contain it. It's like trying to, you know, Do you play ball <laughs> between your fingers. Do you know what I mean though? No, you don't you don't get it. No.
2: I'm too far ahead. I'm ascended. Oh my god. Really? Every my, vibra- my vibrations are all good. <laughs> um, I don't know, maybe it's, it's interesting how it's worse. slowing down. Maybe I like I like, I, I like Curry's it? fucking comment the other day that smartphones are, are cocaine safer than smartphones and Facebook.
3: I have a theory about that.
2: Maybe all this technology is going to just fucking kick us in the ass.
3: It's just enabling people to connect. Like they've <laughs> always wanted to connect. Look, our, I think beings are at their best when we're connected with each other. And our technology right now is just enabling us to connect. So when people are on their smartphones all the time... Yeah, I think it's a. I think there's a positive thing about the smartphones, right? What are people doing most of the time? They're connecting. Yeah, of course, sometimes it's ego and stuff like that and liking this and liking that and your selfies and all, but I think there's a positive side to it.
2: Mr. fucking Optimist.
3: Well, yeah.
2: Yeah, maybe there is. I don't know.
3: Because we could never do that before, right? Look, we were writing love notes in high school in the 80s, right? Now we can just text people.
2: Yeah, text can be dangerous, so... Why? Can't take this shit gets taken out of context.
3: Yeah, but we're learning how to uh, we're learning how to let go of all that stuff. Are we? I, yeah, so we have to. You have to. Like, Otherwise, you're going to get all wound up about text, right? Dehumanizing. So you just learn how to just not take text the wrong way. Just
2: you, know, you just kind of monitoring yourself go. a little yeah, bit. Just let it go. 1-1-0-0-1-1-1-1-1-0-1-1-1 Sounds like the sound from a crop circle. Is it? So Why I
3: wonder why they're not uh,
2: happening as frequently nowadays. Because people are bored of it. The
3: message has been sent?
2: So maybe it's when they were popular. No, it's people more, aren't. Well, hey, 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 if it's fucking manifestation and fucking global consciousness, then when it's all over the news, more people are thinking crop circles, therefore more crop circles.
3: So you think that the consciousness of the world has something to do
2: with the, the lack of them now? I think if more people need to make fake crop circles so that real crop circles will start coming from our global consciousness initiative towards crop circles. Wow. That's pretty deep. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Not really.
3: I always wanted was satire.
2: A, I always wanted to go to England for a crop circle tour. To make one? No, just to Why don't go, we just go make one? Fucking, no, there's just that field of fucking canola right over there. We could probably make one. I bet you, you can get plans on the internet. We'll see if we can make the paper. We should edit out this part where we're talking about it. The paper. If we do it, if we decide to do it, we'll go back and delete this episode from the archive. They can't trace it to us. Right. Right. Because uh, this field's right under a flight path, too. If I would see it the next morning. Right. It just appeared overnight. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I hope you're not making fun of the whole phenomenon. I'm not.
2: Okay, good. I'm not.
3: I don't want to be parting of faking anything. I don't even like faking the videos, all that stuff. Even uh,
2: What videos have you faked?
3: Not none. No. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't get the whole thing of needing to fake videos and put them online. I, I don't agree with that.
2: What about just making cool crop circles?
3: No, it's not good. It's not cool.
2: You don't think so? No. You got to think that like 95% of them are fake.
3: No, they're not. it's not that. I don't think it's that high.
2: How high no. do you think? Uh, 20. 20%? So yeah. you think one in five is faked. Yeah. And I think.
3: No, I'm probably now two two out of five. probably.
2: Yeah, I'll say four out of five. Yeah. Okay. But
3: it doesn't or matter. No, I'll say nine but, out of ten. But like Patty says, it doesn't matter if
2: they are faked or not. It doesn't. It doesn't. No. So then, if we make a fake one, then we're helping the cause anyway. And
3: then, where do we get the design from?
2: Well, I said the it, internet.
3: No, what?
2: If? <laughs> we'll look for a plan on the internet. A plan? <laughs> yeah, guaranteed. I can find a crop circle making fucking instructions on the internet. I'm not,
3: I'm not, not talking about a plan to do it. Like the design itself. Like the, what are you gonna do? It like circles and triangles and squares and some sacred geometry in there. Yeah, right? I'll
2: just fucking will drill. Fucking stick in the middle, and you run around with your thing, and, you and then I'll do just, just hammer another circle. stick in over it. here, fucking a couple of feet, and you'll twist that. Make so you're not even gonna thing.
3: plan it out on paper first. You just you would just go out and do it. Yes, and you just, it could look totally yeah. ugly, and you don't care. No, nope. it's not even concentric. There's just circles overlapping other circles, and
2: well, by that hypothesis, that who's coming up the design, it should come out perfect.
3: Yeah, yeah. If you were in the flow,
2: oh. What Even if I wasn't in the floor? Thing. How come you never see a shitty crop circle? You do. do yeah. Yeah, the fake ones. Where shit. it's all like egg-shaped or something. Yeah. See the footprints coming up to it. Anyway, maybe you guys can send us in uh, your feedback on, uh, I, I say 90% or, I say it. I say it's a nine to one ratio of.
3: You can't just change it that bad now. You can't go from. I said
2: 95. I took it down a notch actually. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I'm saying 90%, nine out of 10 are fake. Yeah. And you're saying. Two out of five. So four, four out you're 10, saying yeah. 40%, I'm saying 90%. Yeah.
3: But that's changed, right? They used to be only 10% or, four, or less than that even. And then the fakers came more prevalent, right? Okay. Yeah.
2: Okay. <laughs> Let's yeah. see. Let's Maybe see, that's why the it stopped,
3: because there's the, it, it was over the tipping point. The faked ones, to the real ones, over the tipping point. So the real makers just went, okay, that's
2: this is fucked. We're out of that's here. That's
3: enough. We're out of here. Off to another planet.
2: And they went back to their planet.
3: Or they went back underground with their microwaves.
2: Underground? Yeah. I think...
3: Uh, underground as in, like, underground bases. I don't know. Secret military Unless I could
2: see one getting made, it's too hard for me to jump on board with that. The the only one, the one I really do like is the one that looks like the response to fucking Carl Sagan's message. Yeah. Maybe that got beamed back from the Pleiadians. Pleiades? Pleiades?
3: Speaking of that, don't you have a, don't you have a card from them? From who? Pleiadians?
2: I have a card from Inner Traditions about the Pleiadian House of Initiation.
3: Sweet, let's have them on.
2: Mary T. Beban. Pleiadian Agenda. Yeah, maybe. And then we got the Oracle Handbook and DMT, the Soul of Prophecy. Sweet. All fun things. So yeah, as usual, guys, check out the show notes for all the links and all the music and all that fucking fun stuff. Hit up the Money Bomb. uh, america.ta slash Uh, 50
3: 50 money bomb
2: yeah thanks to Darnell for the website work DarnellDigitalLink.com I think that's it we just review the show where you can and uh, send us your feedback on percentage of crop circles that are fake and of course we send all our spam to
3: Graham that's G-R-A-H-A-M not like it sounds at GrahamErica.com and uh, thanks to Patty Greer for coming on
2: yeah And thanks for all your feedback. Yeah, have a good week, guys. We'll see you next week.
0: Right through to the soul Illusions exposed Right here on a reel In a theater A real occurrence You're in a box With the top popped open Like the soldiers In the Trojan Unexpected One direction Can't go both ways That's what the popes say Every note played In your soundtrack Is based around fact How you get down and act The end of the cinema Into the darkness The Usher Escorts you to your fortune morphing Into the final solution Might be gruesome Dependent on your contribution The vision gets clear and translucent, witnessing your own video revolution. I pictures moving fast, quick time format more than I asked. The big time transmit the past a glance here on the real in a theater a real appearance i'm in a place where the space makes wait for wars like obi-wan and Vader. play for a private screening. i've been dreaming that's what my mind thinks all my hijinks it's is trapped with my issues and whatever script I choose. Sound is magnified, amplified, forcing the subject discovering a new adjustment. Something for my understanding it might be expanded Depending on the programming. I spot my ways of abandoning, witnessing my own parade on the planet. the
3: i mm-hmm. mm-hmm.